Hey, what's up? Hola and hello. Welcome back to another magical adventure with the Misfit Fantasy Football Podcast. I am not the co-host Taylor Reeves. I am the other co-host Jacob Dupree with a surprising alternate. I think I've kind of upgraded with, you know, the height department. Mm. We have someone in our very own league. Dayton Booth, what's crackalacking, amigo? Oh, not a whole lot. Just trying to get ready for this dynasty draft we're about to mock up. And I made the settings as realistic as possible. I'm hiding from my kids and wives in a bathroom, ready to give it my all. I mean, sitting on the throne is pretty much the best spot to draft them, though. Am I right? Yeah, I don't have to get up for any reason. (laughs) Don't have to leave the table. You don't Mm -hmm. have to go through that thought process of, oh, God, who got picked while I was gone? I can get stressed. I can leave (laughs) myself. It's fine. (laughs) Well, the uh, other co-host is living La Vida in Mexico. So, I mean, he's down there probably sipping mojitos, getting sunburnt, I'm sure. Mm. I don't know what he'll look like when he's sunburnt. That's a lot of red. That's a whole lot of red. I, I hear whenever you get too many sunburns that you just like add a freckle or something. So I think uh, he's just going to be a walking freckle when he comes back. I'm not real sure. I thought it, he already was, but we'll see. We'll see what it looks like. What is one solid freckle called? <laughs> if there's a word for it, it's a tailor, I guess. It's, it's a tailor or it's a freck or something. I mean, it's I don't Reeves. know. <laughs> it's a Reeves. Well, so how long have you been playing fantasy football? Because I think one of the, my first experiences was whenever I walked the several blocks to Jacob Hoffman's house and we did that draft on pen and paper and nobody knew who was being taken until I started writing everything down. Oh, that is the same year I started. I don't remember that was 08 or 09, but I remember thinking I was so smart <laughs> that I'm going to get Carson Palmer because he has T.O., and Ocho Cinco oh as his God. receivers. So he was gonna, he was just gonna just take me to my first championship. So that's the first year I understood you don't draft a, a quarterback, especially in the third round, and it being Carson Palmer. So <laughs> yeah, that learning experience for sure did not did not win that year. I mean, in your defense, I'm pretty sure that I think. I was going to take Michael Vick with my like second or third round pick. And then Jacob Hoffman just swept the leg. And of course that's the year he went off and was like, you know, the number one overall player, but you know, whatever, we won't talk about that. So, and then, you know, since you are in the aforementioned dynasty league that Taylor and I are also in, I have to ask you the same question as I asked him and myself, who would you say your three favorites, your three top dynasty players are today? Because I know your roster tends to have, you know, more turnover than a freaking rotisserie chicken. Oh, man. I love to trade for sure. Obviously. Love to trade. Um, I'm going to go with uh, CMC is definitely number one. Not necessarily in my heart, but on the scoreboard, he's always there. Um, That's true. uh, And then just Mr. Consistent, Travis Kelsey is number two. And then my project and my hope is uh, Jerry (laughs) Judy eventually uh, becomes the next famous Alabama NFL wide receiver, but uh, we'll see. He uh, he struggled last year, and his quarterback situation is not the best. But maybe if Rogers goes there, I'll be looking all right. I mean, I'm pretty sure if Rogers goes there, I'm going to hear your scream from excitement. You know, the couple hours away, which I am. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm trying I, not to scream, just thinking about it. <laughs> like, I mean, as a competitor, I hate the fact that when you list, you know, two of your top three dynasty players is like the number one overall running back and the number one tied in by far you know my heart kind of cringes a little bit because I have to go up against that and I feel like I've been trying to play catch up for you know the past four years no, I mean you have like two number one receivers so that's all right Shh, it, let's uh, not point that out injuries happen you know so we'll see oh tell me about Your it team. so and I mean you mentioned that you like to trade and also you keep that bad juju yourself your team not mine mm-hmm. or better yet you know what we'll agree Casey's team Anyways, so you just pulled off a trade in our league, and it was Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard, Mike Williams, and then who was the other guy? Um, oh, and Jordan, Jordan Love for Amari Cooper and Josh Allen. So give me your thought process, because you already have Lamar Jackson as your quarterback, which, you know, we all know that I'm not the biggest fan of. Whoa. <laughs> That's just, I can't believe you haven't met 14 or whatever. Anyways, I know you'll adjust that accordingly, but um, lower. I'm not big on quarterbacks, especially having multiple quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, the trade basically was for the Dallas Cowboy backfield. Mm-hmm. Um, 
for Chaz. And also he has Aaron Rodgers. So he secures the potential scenarios in Green Bay. And then Mike receiver was just to kind of replace a receiver. Nothing, nothing special. He could have his big contract year. So this is the year. If he's going to do something, it's going to be this year. Um, I wasn't too excited to give Zeke up, but I do have some pretty good running back depth and my receivers are, I don't have a bona fide number one and Amari Cooper could be that number one for me. Um, I don't, I, I think I want CD still just because he's the youngest, <laughs> newest toy. But uh, say, so as a Cowboy fan, you're kind of torn a little bit right there. Yeah, I mean, I had to get a Cowboy player back. I couldn't trade Zeke <laughs> for a non-Cowboy player. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree with you that you had the running back depth because, I mean, you have Mike Davis. Who, I mean, once again, I'm not the biggest fan of him, but he's a starting running back. Yeah. You have Clyde Edwards-Alaire. He should get better than maybe both words be better than he was last year. Then you also have Chris Carson and Christian McCaffrey. I mean. Here's fine. I like the trade all the way around, honestly. I think Chaz probably shouldn't have necessarily shouldn't have necessarily given up his number one wide receiver, but he also really needed that other running back. And he can get a receiver at that, at that 106 this year. Unless something, you know, super crazy sideways happens, mm. he'll probably get one of the top two or three receivers, which you know, more power to him. But well, all righty. So are you ready to hop into this mock draft that we're about to do? I'm I'm as ready as I'll ever be. Hot beans. So we're going to do a 12-man rookie draft. And the way we are doing this is if we are taking basically who we think is like the best player available at this point. There's no tie-in to teams. There's no tie-in to anything that's, you know, Dynasty League related. It is just straight who we think, you know, in the order they should go in this rookie draft and, you know, probably why. Now, since I am a very generous and nice person, I'll let you go first. Oh, you nice. can, you can I have get the, the hard word. choice to pick the person who's <laughs> going to be the best in this draft. You do. But that is easy enough, and I'm up for the challenge. It's going to be the guy who had, like, over 1,700 yards in one season and 20 touchdowns. I want that generational talent. There's two There's two guys, in my opinion, that are generational talent. Mm-hmm. But give me Jamar Chase. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's easy for me. I understand there's a couple running backs that are going to get a lot of work, hopefully, but uh, I want that guy that's going to last hopefully 10, 14 years on my roster. Um, so give me the next big guy, the big oh. name, Jamar Chase. I'm right there with you. And even though people are freaking out, they're like, man, he's got Tyler Boyd and he's got T Higgins, like whatever. He's his college quarterback that threw him the like 17, 1800 yards and threw him the 20 touchdowns is the guy there. Plus AJ Green left and that left open a hundred targets. And if you give him at least a hundred targets, I think he's going to just, <sighs> Yeah, it's uh he he's not I don't I do not believe he's going to have a Justin Jefferson type season, Um, but it's going to be a solid season and one that you're going to see the the excitement for years to come. Oh yeah, I I definitely agree with that. I mean, I compare him to a little Julio sometimes, but you know, give him give him an extra three inches of height, an extra thirty pounds, and he'll be Julio. But that's just crazy. But so. Jamar Chase goes at one. You know, I, I think the layup then for me is Najee Harris at two. I mean, I could, you know, go Najee, could have gone Kyle Pitts, Travis Etienne, not really, Devonta Smith, not really. I mean, I just think that Najee Harris being that highly drafted by Mike Tomlin, who likes to use running backs, as we know. I mean, he made like Rashard Mendenhall running back one a couple of years ago. That was insane. But Najee, even though the offensive lines kind of sketches my beans a little bit and he doesn't have the best, he doesn't have the best set of moves to get off of that first contact, I still think they're gonna give him like 330 plus touches. He's gonna be cash money his first year. Yeah, he's definitely the safest running back in this uh this draft. And I mean he looks good like on the field. He is a good looking specimen carrying that football. So you know, he's you've seen what he has done in Alabama behind other backs. He he's ready to carry the workload. So I think a safe pick. I like it. Um, nothing to say, nothing negative about that at all. I mean, he's just going to be a scary guy when he gets to the second level. Because imagine, you know, corner is like five ten, a buck sixty, and here comes Najee Harris, who's who's what? He's six foot two, two thirty. That's a freaking train coming around the corner. Ugh. All right, so you're up at three. 
Now, I mean, I think this is kind of where the draft kind of starts to divide because you can have ETN with the possibility, Javante Williams with, you know, maybe he takes over. You have Kyle Pitts, who is behind, currently behind Julio and Calvin Ridley in targets. Yeah, I'll stop you there. It's oh, not, oh. it's not hard. It's oh. Kyle Pitts, the oh, second man. generational person in this draft. Um, the numbers he put up as a tight end in Florida were just awesome. And then all of his measurements are just ridiculous. Um, I feel like two years ago when Metcalf came out, he had all of those crazy numbers yeah. and people were like scared. Oh, they're just numbers. <laughs> and he's, he's doing work in the NFL. And I think Kyle Pitts is going to be that next tight end. So I'm, I'm pumped for Kyle Pitts. I, uh, it's frustrating because I got to select Jamar Chase and Kyle Pitts. And I'm not going to be able to get either one of those <laughs> in the draft this year. So it's so frustrating. But my true excitement that I got to select them just yeah. now is just, I'm glad I'm sitting down until it. Well, 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 listen, I'll let you know, come draft day, there's a very good chance that one of those two guys might end up on my roster. You can celebrate with me as it joins my team. How about that? Does that sound good to you? I might, I might offer Kelsey for that third spot. The hey, now. There. hey now. We'll see. we'll see. We'll be in contact about this. Yeah, I've already thought about it. Dude, stop it. You're, you're I already offered this. I, okay, this is a true trade that I offered. Okay. I'm glad it was not selected. Kelsey for the 103 and Galladay. Oof. I'm glad that was not accepted, <laughs> but that was declined. But I was so in on pits, like, just do it now. I'm glad <laughs> it didn't happen, but uh, I, I already offered for it, so. I mean, I, I don't blame you. Kyle Pitts, he's one of those guys that I agree with you. I mean, he measures out like Megatron and like Julio Jones and you know, he, he measured better than Devontae Adams. So, I mean, honestly, even if, even if you're just the first year, you get to put the guy who's basically playing wide receiver in your tight end slot in your roster. Holy crap. That would be freaking fantastic. I'll let mm. you know. So <laughs> I'm jealous. Yeah. That's slight. They're salty. Okay. Moving on. Pick Moving on. It's all right. You're the two and a half time, you know, champion. I'm just over here crying in tears because I've come in second like four times. I will never let it go. So we got Jamar Chase, Najee Harris, Kyle Pitts. Then at 104, we got ETN, Javante Williams, and then a couple of receivers, Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddell. I mean, so here's the thing. So you and I were just talking before we started recording about Travis ETN. We both have a similar thought process with him, but I really liked who you compared him to. Would you mind to share that with the world? Yeah, so he is a little thicker than my boy, but Jamar Charles, who's probably my favorite running back that I've ever watched, um, I feel like he has a lot of the same traits, that quick burst um, um, and just that playmaking ability all the way to the house. Jamar Charles, he, they're roughly the same height, 5'10 compared to 5'11. Uh, ETN has about 15 pounds more, so he's a little thicker, so maybe his longevity will last a little bit more. Uh, but he's definitely a home run hitter, and that's always someone you want on your roster at some spot. Usually it's the, the wide receiver yeah. spot, but, hey, he's working out as a wide receiver <laughs> now, so why not have running back and a wide receiver well, in that Literally, Urban Meyer's confusing the heck out of everyone because, like, you drafted him in the first round, and Urban's like, I don't care. He's going to be a wide receiver maybe. So, I mean, that's the one thing, but kind of like you said, I mean – Jamal Charles is a great comp because when he was playing with the Chiefs, once again, I remember you had a t-shirt of him at mm-hmm. our like consecutive drafts and you yeah. would always make sure that you'd pick him. And once again, it would put me on tilt because usually you were like a pick or two ahead of me. And I was like, yeah. maybe this is the year, but it never was the year. I'll never until he died. <laughs> Literally, unfortunately. But I mean, I, I think you've talked me into it. You know, I'd take Travis Etienne here at the four spot just because the chance that he has because if he can get the running, the rushing downs work, and then he's already working out as a slot wide receiver in camp. I mean, I think that just kind of tells you the confidence that Urban Meyer has in his hands. And also, I mean, he played with uh, Trevor Lawrence in college. So that connection, that chemistry, just like, you know, we're talking about with Joe Burrow and with Jamar Chase is most likely going to be there. Whenever he runs a route, he's going to know where Trevor Lawrence is going to put the ball and when to turn and break off of his routes and all that fun stuff. Fact, I love it. I think that's a, that's the fourth pick for sure. <laughs> That's the number four. Now at number five. Number you can, five you can have to fun. me is where it gets interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, because the first four I see as like lockdown, just pick lockdown and starters. From here, if I'm at the 105 from a dynasty standpoint, 
I might start thinking more of my roster mm -hmm. rather than just the studs because you're going to plug those other guys in. Um, oh, yeah. If I need a running back, I'm going to go with Williams. If I need a receiver, mm. it's tough because Waddle <laughs> and Smith, they played together and they like when they played together, their stats were identical. Mm -hmm. um, one's a Heisman winner. One guy got injured, but showed so much potential. Yeah. So I don't truly know. I like Smith's fit mm -hmm. better just because we don't know what two is really doing yet. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with the Heisman winner that had, I don't know how many touchdowns, but give me Smith. I think he had like 23. That's he had that's so amazing. much. Now, I mean, listen, so I know that, you know, we just have, you know, we're basically saying that, you know, Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddle kind of interchangeable, which I 100% agree with you. I have my concerns because I mean, we shared a picture in our uh, sleeper <laughs> chat. Yeah. He he's five ten a buck sixty six. I mean, I'm pretty sure whenever I was a sophomore in high school, I was five ten a buck sixty myself. But I was yeah. a sophomore in high school, not entering the NFL. Do you have any concern with his size, or do you think he's just like supreme wide receiver who the only knock you have is his size? How big is uh, Deshaun Jackson? Do we know Deshaun roughly? Jackson? I can look it up while you talk real quick. I imagine he's a little bit smaller than Deshaun Jackson, and Deshaun Jackson gets knocked out all the time. That's fact. But even later in the career for him, I think he – Djax was 5'10", 175. So he had probably 10 pounds, and let's be honest, might be more poundage once you see that picture that we posted yeah. in Sleeper. We'll post that to Twitter later. Don't worry. I – I think you can't hurt what you can't hit. And I mean, true. he did it against competition in the NCAA. So like if he did it against the best, then I know he's playing even higher competition, but I think he's going to rise up. I'm sure he'll get a concussion here or there, get smoked by those linebackers, but uh, 23 touchdowns is not, it's not that's a hard fluke. to argue that's with talent. That's the, and that's the one thing that I have that every time I look at that, every time I look at him, I'm like, dude, he should be great because he's going to be the number one target. Most likely he's the best wide receiver. Like every NFL draft person was saying that the only knock that they had was that he was small. And that's why, like, I personally can't, but I think because I looked at my dynasty rosters, wide receivers, I'm a little bit of a height supremacist. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Yeah. The height, yeah. it helps wide receivers in the red zone, but He's just, like you said, he's so quick. He's so hard to hit, but I just feel like it's just going to take that one hit. Yeah, he's definitely not a red zone guy. Ooh, I mean, ooh. he does have phenomenal route running, so maybe a quick little route of some sort, but yeah, he's not going to be looked at down there. No. And just I, I, that occasional, oops, 30-yard <laughs> touchdown. Pretty much. That's going to be him. So, I mean, good luck covering him because he's freaking fast, but at the same time, you're just going to have – I can just see it right now. I can see them playing the Seahawks, and then Jamal Adams comes across the middle when he's coming on a slant. And then now Devonta Smith sees the ghost of number 32 staring at him in the face every time he goes across. Mm. So now since you took Devonta Smith, I'll move on at six. I will just make the easy selection in Jalen Waddle. I feel like the thing with Tua is that last year, all of his wide receivers were contested catch winners. Because, you know, Devontae Parker, he's 6'2", 220. He's a bigger guy. He had Albert Wilson, who was small, but he's always injured. Then he had Preston Williams, who's 6'4", and even bigger. Uh, and so everyone's contested catch. Well, the thing about two, I mean, he played with Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddle, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, all those people. And what do all those players have in common? They're phenomenal route runners, and they're freaking fast. Glad you answered that. about got me. Hey, I got you. All I got to say is that is Waddle, baby, Waddle, baby, Waddle, baby, Waddle. <laughs> he's he's going to be a thing. I don't think it's going to be year one, um, but year two, if that chemistry continues with Tua, they do have that background, like you mentioned. And he, you could say he outperformed Judy and Smith yeah. while he was on the field, but he had his own injuries concerns. That's the thing um, right there. This guy's it, even faster than those other two guys. And yep. he, uh, I think his comp is like Tyree Kill, yep. but he's bigger, I think, a little bit. I think he's, um, I think so. he's a couple inches taller and he weighs about 15-ish pounds more. But like you said, I mean, last season, whenever at Alabama in the first you know four games where he played, he was actually outpacing Devonta Smith by, I think, he had five catches and I think it was like 80-something yards, which, yeah, it's, that's nominal when it comes to NCAA production. But he was still outperforming the eventual Heisman winner, which makes me kind of question of, 
if he has a full season, are we talking about Jalen Waddle being the Heisman winner instead of Devonta Smith? Yeah. We'll never know. We will never know what we can dream. But we will know who's about to get selected at the seventh pick. And I'm, I, I love I running back. So I'm going running back. I It's tough for me, actually, that I've not selected a running back up to this point. <laughs> but Kyle Pitts and Jamar Chase and, and Smith, they're so good. I had to select them. And the next running backs really don't have a prominent role to begin the season. Mm. But uh, give me the Denver running back, Mr. Williams. Um, by a lot of the accounts, he is actually the best running back in the class yeah. uh, based off a couple of metrics. But um, I, I, you know they're going to run the ball. They're a defensive heavy team. You got Melvin Gordon there who, who had a fine year last year. Um, I don't know his contract status, but I imagine just a – a year or two left there. He has one year left in Denver. And when it comes to dynasty talk, like you had just hit the nail on the head. I mean, he's the older running back who's been, you know, decently productive. And the fact mm -hmm. that Javonta Williams has been ranked as the number one running back by a lot of draft pundits. I mean, yeah. it kind of gives question the fact that, you know, in a dynasty draft, if you're getting him at, you know, the 1.7, that's a freaking steal. Yeah. And I honestly, I got 109 in our draft this year. I'd love it if he fell to 109. I'd, I'd take him in a heartbeat. I mean, along I with a couple others, but uh, what? Who do you got for 108? For 108, so this is where I'm kind of torn because, like, I don't think it's time for a quarterback yet. Like Trevor Lawrence is on the board. Michael Carter from the Jets. Rashad Bateman. I don't believe in Lamar Jackson. We'll move past that though, since you're the mm -hmm. Lamar Jackson, you know, manager. I am a Lamar Jackson. I know he's going to put up fantasy points, guy. <laughs> he is not the best thrower for sure. We can agree with that. Um, I think the one eight, I think I will stay on brand for myself and I'll take Michael Carter, even though I think that it might be a slow start for him. I think there's a reason why they drafted him where they did. Yes, it's the fourth round. It's very similar draft capital to where they took LaMichael Pirine last year, but I think he's more of what they're looking for. But I mean, their head coach they came over was from San Francisco, Robert Sala, I think. And so I feel like they're going to try to play three or four running backs. So this might just be lighting it on fire. But yeah. I feel like if, you know, if you're picking at the 1.8, typically you're a team who is either close to playoffs or you were contending and just had a couple, you know, issues happen late in the year. So I feel like, you know, if you're in this position, you're taking a swing at a potential number one running back and what's going to be most likely a faster paced, more West Coast offense with a rookie quarterback or rookie running back a rookie wide receiver and a rookie coach with a rookie right to, I mean, there's first years all around on that team. So I just think, you know, I would take the swing at Michael Carter taking over that job and being the, you know, maybe better than Travis Etienne does because Michael Carter's competition is significantly different than, you know, an undrafted free agent that just ran for 1200 yards and eight touchdowns or whatever he ran for in James okay. Robinson. Finally okay. got his name, right? Yeah. I, uh, let me let me tell you what I think about that pick. Oh quick. God! Don't flush. He flushed the toilet. Oh, I just flushed that pick. You just picked a Jets running back. I did. Who was selected in the fourth round? I That's did. That's not much draft capital. I have no Are you shame. kidding me? Not at all. Fourth round, a Jets guy. We okay. will fight over this right Michael now. Carter. He wasn't even like the primary. Well, I shouldn't say that. I don't know if he was the primary ball carrier or not back in his college, but I think Javante Williams was his renommee, right? Yep, they were teammates. I have to see their carries, uh, but... Yeah. I mean, you're right. Javante Williams was more of the running downs guy and Michael Carter was more of the passing downs guy, but I believe Michael Carter actually had better rushing stats. I'm looking it up actively right now. So if you wanted to move on to the next one, that's fine, yeah. because I will still, you know, I'll talk circles around you right now. Yeah, that's fine. I just really wanted to flush that toilet. And that's the first thing <laughs> I felt like was a little bit of a reach. Um, I do think he's going to win the job mm -hmm. at the Jets. Okay. Are, are you ready for this? Yeah. I have the stats Go right ahead. in front of me. Go ahead and give me the stats. Okay. So Javonta Williams had 157 carries. Michael Carter had 156. Javonta yeah, Williams. Had, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Javonta Williams had... 1,140 rushing yards. Michael Carter had 1,245 rushing yards. 
So their averages, you know, Javante was 7.3. Michael Carter was eight. The big difference is the touchdowns. Javante had 19. Michael Carter had nine. Jeez. Where they Memphis? Were they Memphis? Uh, they were UNC, North Carolina. And the reception totals were pretty much the exact same. So, I mean, I feel like they're kind of the same person. Yeah. Bad. When you put it that way, it's weird. I don't yeah. know. I if it makes like you, feel- you can trust a J- Javante and not mm-hmm. a Michael. I f- yeah. You know what? I can respect that. Like if someone had an insurance agent, you know, like they had a first name like Dayton, I feel like I, they'd be kind of a questionable on the trustworthy side, right? Thanks for Joe. <laughs> Got it. Touche. 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 Moving on to number nine, since you get personal there. Um, so there is a lot of good quarterbacks in this year's draft. Yeah. I don't like Lawrence as the first one for Ooh. from a fantasy standpoint. Um, to me, I think he's going to be probably the better quarterback. Mm-hmm. But from a fantasy standpoint, I'm not. I'm not even taking him. Um, I'm going to take. It's either going to be one of the two. It's going to be Field or Lance. I mean, they get, can move like no other. It's going to be Fields. I can feel it. <sighs> Don't you dare spite change it either. I can see the look no. in your face. Well, I mean, this is so I'm at 109. I'm mm-hmm. not going to go quarterback at 109. True. But this is a mock draft. And I feel like if I needed a quarterback and I really loved it, I'm going to go Fields. I'm going to go Fields. I respect he, it is like a rg rg3 like uh player so i'm like man he can he can move he can throw probably a little bit smarter than rg3 um i I like him yeah no i'm right there with you and you know a couple times in the past taylor has brought up kind of kind of sassing on you know justin fields and i kind of question it because all he did was produce when he was in college like he did fantastic he had like he was one i would argue you'd say he is one like you know, inner liver injury or whatever happened to him when they were playing Clemson away from beating Trevor Lawrence again. So, I mean, I, I that Taylor might have an OU Ohio state Ah. issue. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know why he would not like such a producer. I don't either. But then again, you know, he is a ginger and we all know what they say about gingers. They have a lot of freckles. That's what they say. And if they have only one large freckle, it's called a Reeves. <laughs> We're going to put that in the, like Urban Dictionary or something. Hey, that's a Reeves. What's that giant freckle? So you took Justin Fields. To recap the first nine, it was Jamar Chase, Najee Harris, Kyle Pitts, Travis Etienne from Jacksonville, Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddell, Javonta Williams, Dayton's favorite pick so far, Michael Carter, 108 from the Jets, then Justin Fields at 1-9, so then here at 10, I'm kind of looking at it. And, you know, TBH, I kind of feel like this is just a grab the guy that you want situation because there's no one that just like jumps off and says, oh my God, I want to take this guy here. So I will kind of, you know, skirt myself down the board a little bit. I will just, oh, I want to do that. Do I want to do that? Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I've been talking him up so far. You can come at me if you want. I'm on Ross St. Brown of Detroit. Hi liked him but i didn't know you liked him that much i knew he's in your top five i'm excited to see you go get a guy that you like um usc or you where do you where do you play yep, yep you're at usc yeah so I've, I've seen some highlights and he can he can go get it he's he's pretty excited or i like not just him but i like the opportunities walking into that's like detroit exactly and uh, i think he's a slot receiver um i could be mistaken about that um, but Jared I mean, Goff, he likes his slot. Like, I mean, he, he loves him. <laughs> he likes him a slot. Like slot, yeah. You know <laughs> so I think, uh, I think that's a, a good one. I, uh, have already thought about trading for the 205 pick because mm-hmm. I know you have the 206 pick you. <laughs> just to take him and be still there. I mean, so listen, I've already thought of that. So I want to let you know. You I mean, I appreciate that. I've already kind of figured it because I imagine as the off season goes, his ADP is just going to rise and rise because kind of like you said, like who else is there to throw the pass to? And he's like Robert Woods, just in a different body. So I genuinely feel like Amon Ross St. Brown is going to walk in and be the number one guy. Will he go crazy for the next 10 years? Probably not, but I can probably guarantee you we'll have at least three to four years of steady production. That's my guess. 
Yeah, we're going to hear so many reports about him because he's the only receiver there. He, he's it. I mean, talking about St. Brown. Oh, why is that? He's doing decent. But he caught a pass today. No one else caught one. <laughs> Rashad Perriman pulling another hammy. Tyrell Williams is on the ground again. Mm. Last guy standing. Yeah. All right, 111, fire away. This is my actual pick, which Casey has, which he won't listen, but, I mean, it's fine. He'll take it. Yeah. I, uh, again, to me, it would tailor more to what my team needed. Definitely. But uh, I love the value of – Running backs, and I think there's a lot of good wide receivers to get in the second. So mm-hmm. I'm going to get a Mr. Sermon from Ohio State University. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to back up Mozart and the whole arsenal of running backs that San Francisco has. But uh, they're they're about to age out, so he will get the shot yep. to be the lead carrier there. And they give it to the hot hand there. So if Mozart has a slow start, he's he's probably going to be the next up. So and they Ooh. give all the running backs a chance. So I'm, I'm pretty excited. He, he produced at OU to a degree and then even more at Ohio State when he transferred. So I think he's a solid running back in San Francisco is one of the best running teams. Oh, yeah, I, I definitely agree. Like you, everything you said, I, I put a gold star smiley face next to it because I thousand percent degree degree agree. Words are hard, dude. Yeah, dude, he'll burn you to a degree. Literally, he will. So then I, I think next up at 112. I mean, the talent that's left on the board, I feel like here you're just taking the best player that's available that you can most likely hold for a hot minute. So I'm just going to – I'll just do it. I'll just take Trevor Lawrence off the board. I think he – I mean, he's the number one overall quarterback. People have compared him to Andrew Luck. He's in a system that will be very friendly to him, and I just think that he's going to produce over the next, you know, 10, 15 years as at least a startable asset. Yeah, there's – there he does not have many flaws in his game and he is he's just he's andrew luck like um mm-hmm. so there's there's no issues there he's also quoted as going to be a generational talent i mean people tanked for him two years ago to get him <laughs> so tank for lawrence uh 12th pick that's value that's great and i expect him to actually probably fall to that pick and it wouldn't surprise me in our league that a quarterback's uh, taken here. So. Yeah, definitely. In, in single quarterback dynasty leagues, you're going to see quarterbacks probably fall about kind of similar places. But I mean, Superflex, you know, they're probably going to be one, two, three, four, five, you know, wh- how much ever you want to go back yeah. with them just because, you know, you need multiple quarterbacks. But yeah. now, now we're out there. We are definitely in one single. So that's why they're, yes. they're falling back. That's why they're back there is because, you know, we only need one. But now we're moving into the second round. And luckily these picks kind of, you know, they don't necessarily get easier, but I feel like there's less like depth that you have to go into it because to me, kind of once you hit the middle issue of the second round, it's just who's the best player that's sitting there, who's got the best opportunity coming up. But you're up with the two one. I mean, are you going to take Rashad Bateman, your favorite lever boy quarterbacks, number one receiver now? You know, he is supposedly the most NFL ready. Um, I am a believer that Lamar Jackson is a top six fantasy producing quarterback i'm sorry for your loss make a wide receiver one i don't think so <laughs> but has i guess he has had what's that speedster on his team um uh, he has marquis hollywood brown so so he has a speedster there and it has it's just been average mm-hmm. like them connecting so and other than that i don't think they've really brought him a bona fide receiver yet um, I don't remember his first year who was there. It literally Brown is their first. Hey, this is yeah. what we're giving you. Go do work. And it just, he, I don't think Brown's the number one anyways. So maybe Bateman will. So let's go ahead and, and take Bateman, even though I'm not in love with the pick. Yeah. There is some potential. He, uh, he steps in as that number one role, but there's a really good third or fourth round receiver that they got uh, Tylen Wallace. So uh, hey, now nervous about that. That that's right. Player that was phenomenal. Go pokes, baby. Yeah, I'm not too excited about that, but (laughs) he has the pedigree. Put up some numbers. Could be the number one guy. So yeah, all the dice at this point. I mean, I agree with you because I genuinely feel like Tylen Wallace is going to come up, and I feel like he's going to be on the other side of Rashad Bateman as the other starter. But I mean, I think something that I mentioned in the last podcast was this is going to be the year where Baltimore decides if they're going to give him the massive contract, because if he can hit receivers, he's a top two quarterback and I will put money on it right now. Like I have no shame in it. 
But the thing is, is yeah, where do you eat a shoe? Is that what you eat? I no, that's what that's what Tebow, that's what uh, Tebow. If he's a top twelve tight end, which will not happen, he's not going to make the roster. I can't remember. All right. But I feel like you know they're just they this year they invest in Rashad Bateman, Tylen Wallace. They brought in Sammy Watkins. Say what you want. I mean, he at one point in time was one of the better wide receivers in the NFL. Mm-hmm. They're trying to give him every reason to be good at, through the air. So I feel like this is going to be the season where they say, are we going to give you the massive, you know, mini Pat Mahomes deal, or are we just going to extend you a couple years at a time? Because eventually, you know, running quarterbacks kind of run dry. Yeah. But I think it, you know, the two, two here for me, it's, there's nothing, you know, too difficult here. I, I, I think I'm going to dip back into the New York. No, I'm kidding. I'm going to go with Terrace Marshall from Carolina. I like the, I like it over everything else. I, uh, I was actually thinking about him with the, the 201, he's a, his offensive coordinator is there waiting for him to yep. help draft him to there to, to use him. He knows what he can do. And he's in a great landing spot, probably the best landing spot for any of the, the receivers coming out. He does have some competition with the mm-hmm. Anderson and DJ Moore, but uh, Curtis left and he probably had a hundred targets allotted to him. Yep. Maybe not. So uh, there's, there's some targets. He, uh, he put up some numbers at LSU just like Jamar Chase did. So there's we'll definitely see. space for him to step in and be, you know, the number two guy or the number three, or at least to have a role in that offense. And then I think Robbie Anderson only has one year deal, one year left on his deal. So I mean, if you're telling me coming into 2022 that Terrace Marshall's, you know, the starting outside receiver with DJ Moore, I think that's amazing for his value. Yeah. So at 203, you're looking at Trey Lance, Rondell Moore. Elijah Moore, the next running back is Kenneth Gainwell, Chuba Hubbard. I mean, Canary's Tony's still there. He was a first-round pick. Yeah, that is true. He has the draft pedigree. Um, my number two quarterback still there, and I'm going to go ahead and take him. That's a Trey Lance, a guy. I think he only threw three picks last year, <laughs> and he can run, just like Justin yep. Fields. Um, it was really – when I selected Justin Fields – it was basically 50-50 with him mm-hmm. and Trey Lance. So I, I view them somewhat similar, except Justin Fields had better – he played against better competition yes. in foot, uh, college football. So Trey Lance, to me, ha- does have more question marks, but he's he can he can move, man. Yeah, that, that's the one knock that, you, that people have against him is just that they wonder, you know, because he played, I think, one game in 2020 and he threw like, you know, a couple picks and just didn't look good. But then the season before that, he had, a, I think he maybe one interception the entire year, like 30 plus touchdowns running for 1200 yards. Like, I mean, I'm noticing a, that you have an affinity for running quarterbacks because you have Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen on your roster. You like Justin Fields for rushing. You like Trey Lance for his rushing, mm-hmm. but you're right. I mean, they're a cheat code. The catch is if they can throw the ball, they will blow everyone out of the water. AKA yeah. Lamar Jackson, 2019 put up points and I'm not drafting the best football team. I'm drafting the best fantasy team. I respect so give, that. Me, give me some runners. I want to run him back that plays quarterback. I, I, res- I respect that. I, I really do. Next up. I mean, you kind of made my pick easy. I'm going with Kadarius Tony. Yes. It's super crowded in that wide receiver room, but I feel like Dave Gettleman took him for a reason. The reason we may never know because he is Dave Gettleman. He does very questionable things often, but Hey, I mean, I think you kind of have to buy into it a little bit because the buzz came on kind of late in the draft season that Kadarius Tony was going to be a late first round pick. You know, Urban Meyer wanted him instead of Travis Etienne, which he came out and said, which I'm like, Ooh, Urban, be nice yeah. to your new running back. Yeah. But I just feel like he's going to, he's going to take over that slot role over Sterling Shepard. And he's going to also beat out Darius Slayton for targets and be probably the number three target behind Kenny Galladay and Saquon Barkley on that team. Yeah. Could be number two. Um, but I don't, I don't think it's this year. Um, he is good. Um, Gettleman did draft him, but that's not who he wanted originally. <laughs> that's just who fell to him. Yep. Like, all right, I'll go with one B, I guess. Um, <laughs> he closed his eyes, threw a dart, and said, "That guy." Yeah, they they wanted Smith, Devonte Smith, but uh, the Eagles and Cowboys kind of do them. I, I don't know. Yeah, well, they really screwed them up <laughs> yeah they kind of pulled pulled the snake over their eyes or whatever they did them dirty did them dirty um i honestly didn't watch him in college but i've heard a lot of hype so we'll, yeah. we'll see what he can do well he was overshadowed by kyle pitts literally kyle pitts overshadowed him because he's you know mm-hmm. five inches That's taller true. than him yeah. 
I didn't even know he played for Florida, or I, I forgot he played for Florida. <laughs> there you go. Um, the 205. I mean, honestly, I, I don't watch the Moors uh, too often. <laughs> I know they both, to a degree, have hype. I would prefer the one that's going to Arizona because mm-hmm. they need that quick guy. And I, I'm pretty, pretty sure he's phenomenally fast. Yep. So let's see what he can do with the uh, Murray. They already have a deep receiving core, so he's going to be able to get open. He doesn't have to worry about playing the the number one or number two cornerback, at least to start. Maybe he will. But uh, let's go ahead and give me the the more from Arizona. Yep. I mean, I, I like that. I mean, it's it's interesting to see how they use him. I'm just – I just – I don't know. I'm, I'm just interested. But he's 5'8", been injured since freshman year. But, hey, if he sticks, he's going to be something special, kind of like Steve Smith. Hey, let me ask you a question. Do you want some more at pick 206? Oh, my God. Boom. Oh, I hate you so much. That's what I'm talking about. Do you want more at 206? You're up. Who are you picking? I'm not picking him now. It's so good. (laughs) I feel like I'll, I'll, you know, leave you to get more if you want it. All right. Uh, As of right now, Amari Rogers has – Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback. And that's as of right now. That's all we know. And so if he's there as a wide receiver too, I think he will have a shot. I'm And right now, I mean, I feel like once you reach about the middle of the second round through the rest of a rookie draft, you're just taking shots. You're just saying, I can see the opportunity. I can see the potential. And so, you know, you're just kind of shooting for that upside, just kind of based off of either best player or, you know, if you need just absolutely fill a need for your dynasty team, you can. I just shoot for best player available right here. For sure. See, you need Phil need. Um, I truly think he could be the steal of the the second round yeah. for sure. Um, historically, Green Bay's not really had a. They've had decent uh, number two receivers. Mm-hmm. Um, who was a Jordy Nelson's number two guy? It was uh, it Randall Cobb. Cobb for a little bit? Yeah. So I would I would take a Randall Cobb, and he's going to be young. I mean, anytime Aaron Rodgers is throwing the ball to someone, they don't have to be good necessarily. So, uh, not that he isn't good. He's good, but it just no, it with Roger. Yep, I'm right there with you. Um, let's see, two o seven. Do you want some more? Yeah, I think it's. I don't like the Jets because <laughs> there's two Jets players that are ranked, at least with the rankings I'm looking at. Yep. The next two. Yep, it's Elijah Moore and Zach Wilson. And it's Mr. Wilson, the quarterback, yep. who could be like a mix of Pat Mahomes and a Josh Allen. Uh, he, he is very interesting. Just something doesn't feel right to me about him. Feels bust. It's, bust it's, that, it's that Disney face that he has. Yeah, like you just, is, you just it, see it coming and you see him like, hi, my name's Zach Wilson. You're watching Disney channel. He makes little ears with his hand. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to go Wilson though. I think if I'm looking the, the second round, late in the second round, if I need maybe a, backup quarterback mm-hmm. or if my quarterback's getting old let's go ahead and roll the dice in the second round let's see if he does turn into a josh allen i mean oh, yeah throws he's made definitely mahomes-esque um so let's let's roll the dice i think he's going to be best personally yep. could be that he's going to the jets so he might not True. have a chance to start with but uh, let's see I'll, I'll i'll gamble on him i mean you can gamble on him and i'll gamble on the guy who's probably going to be throwing it to i'll take elijah moore i i will finally take more I mean, I just, I just feel like they're going to come in and, you know, both feeling like rookies. They're going to be like, hey, you, me, we're on the Jets. Let's try to make this work. Yeah. But, and plus, plus Elijah, just, he's a great athlete at Ole Miss. He was, you know, he was essentially the third guy behind DK Metcalf, behind um, A.J. Brown. So he's kind of the forgotten third. And you just look at what he did last year, and he just produced out of the slot. But I like his potential. Like you said, Zach Wilson's going to have to hit for him to hit. Gotcha. Yeah, not a not a bad selection. It's definitely up in the air for anyone to take the number one role with the true Jets. that. True that. So, uh, they got new faces coming in, lost a lot, so we'll see who uh, after the dust settles, who's the number one receiver. Um, Hubba, Hubba, give me Hubbard, uh, Chuba Hubbard, um, the running back from Oklahoma State. Had a little bit slow 2020 with some injuries, electrifying in 2019. Oh my God, yes. He, will get limited work behind CMC, Christian McCaffrey, 
But However, if he gets injured. We saw what Mike Davis did last year. He yep. did phenomenal. They are not built the same. Mike Davis and Chupa Hubbard, though. Nope. Chupa Hubbard's very small. He is also Jamal Charles-like. He's a home run hitter. Yep. Um, he did not catch a lot of balls in the backfield at Oklahoma State, but he had that ability. Anytime a bat can do that, um, they can take it to the house if they have that ability. Oh, yeah. He has that ability. So uh, I hope to be able to secure him in the draft because I want to back up CMC because he got here last year. And I would love to watch Hubbard get a, ch- a shot for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm right. Once again, everything you said, gold star, smiley face, thumbs up. I, I give it my seal of approval. So uh, we'll go uh, ahead and we'll go ahead and hit these last three picks the second round because the third round is just, you know, shooting shots, praying to God. Uh, so right here, I mean, I'm kind of looking at, you know, there's Kenneth Gainwell who's around uh, running back for Philadelphia. There's Mac Jones, Pat Frymuth, Pittsburgh, Nico Collins of Houston. I mean, there's just nothing that really is popping the old cork here. So I think I would, I'm going to go with Dwayne Eskridge. He's someone who's been rising kind of been on my rookie boards recently. And just because he is the third guy behind Tyler Lockett and uh, DK Metcalf. And, you know, Seattle only had, I think, three picks in this draft, and he was the first one that they took. So that I think that kind of indicates that they have a purpose for him. And so I, I just I feel like Dwayne Eskridge is either going to be the guy that will hit and take off and push Tyler Lockett out of the team, even, or he's just going to be the guy that steps up and takes some targets. So I'll take Dwayne Eskridge here and just oh. you know, once again. They're going to toss Lockett already, maybe after year two. I think Lockett still has like three years on his contract. I mean, he's got I, a couple uh, years. Just kind of depends on what, you know, the cap situation would look like. He is, he is injury um, prone, has struggled with injuries. I don't know anything about the – what is the name, Eskridge? Yep, he went to Western Michigan. So he kind of has that smaller school, you know, taste yeah. in the back of his mouth where people wonder about the competition that he's played. But, I mean, you can't argue the guy produced numbers whenever he was finally out there. All right. I'm, I'm fine with that. But uh, I like that the Seahawks give their quarterback weapons and options. It helps his fantasy value. Um, we'll see what he can do. Green Bay needs to take notes. Oh, my God, yes. Because uh, then their quarterback wouldn't be sitting there throwing a hissy fit trying to get out. For sure. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go snag a tight end. They're going to be sitting on my bench for a while because – First-year tight ends, maybe with the exception of Kyle Pitts, mm-hmm. um, aren't going to do much. And I can't even say this guy's name. But Pat Fryermuth? It's Pat. <laughs> yeah. My boy, Pat. He, Pat he, is not fat. He's a tight end. He's uh, officially he's like, Pat Fryermuth. Yeah. I don't – also, what's odd about this pick is he had decent measurables and so forth, and he's he had fine college production. Um Ebron's probably gone from mm. the Steelers after this year. Big Ben's probably gone as well. So I don't know if their quarterback's even going to like the tight end, but you need a security blanket. Maybe he can be that next security blanket. So I need to stash a couple of tight ends because I want to hit on the next yeah. Travis Kelsey. Definitely. Probably not going to be this guy, but you have to take him, unfortunately. Exactly. So you I, have to – new kickers they're people too (laughs) you have to but you have to have these on your roster most time i mean who knows two years down the road we might just make it to a flex position yeah then we'll kind of we'll kind of round out our uh our rookie adventure here with the 212 i mean there's kenneth gainwell mac jones nico collins still sitting here and i i think i'm just going to go with but see the thing that i don't know if i want to trust bill belichick with uh you know ramondre stevenson out of ou and just he could be the new LeGarrette Blunt, or I can let, me, tell, let me ask you this Have you ever trusted Bill Belichick in a running back situation? I mean, not since LeGarrette Blunt in like 2017 when he had like 20 touchdowns, and even then it was sketchy. Yeah, because he just got the ball at the goal line. That was about it. You know, um, touche. I'm not, you trust Belichick, you go for it. I mean, I'm, I feel I'm like in a, in a rookie draft at this spot. I'll go ahead and do it. I'll take Ramondre Stevenson because, you know, who knows? Say he comes into camp. They, the offense that they have built, Ramondre Stevenson can just pick it up. He beats Damian Harris, who couldn't stay on the field last year and who couldn't, you know, maintain a grip on the position. He beats out uh, Sony Michelle, who's more than likely on his way out anyways because he hasn't done anything since they drafted him in the first round. Then there's James White, who's the pass catcher guy, who's the pass catcher there. 
So, I mean, why not take the shot, cross your fingers and pray by all that is good and holy that, you know, he comes out and he's the starting running back. Yes. Like you said, it would be a headache. Your stomach would turn every time you put him in your lineup, mm-hmm. but there might be that game where he gets like 20 carries, 200 yards and like two touchdowns. You never know. I not to be in that position. I've put my hand in that fire too many times. <laughs> you have. I'm not the smartest guy. So I have like four burn scars on my hand. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's, it's fine. I see the thought behind it. And you know, the Patriots are probably going to run it. Um, Cause Cam's kind of like Lamar in a way does not the best thrower. So yeah. Uh, like to run it and plus if mac jones decides you know they put in mac jones there you go you have a running back you can hand the ball off to and you know he's he's a big boy i mean he's six foot yeah he's six foot 230 he's big i mean and he's slimmed down because i think when he played osu he was like you know 245 but we won't get into that he's definitely lost some weight but so we'll kind of kind of recap the first like you know first round it went jamar chase uh cincinnati Najee harris to pittsburgh Kyle Pitts at the 1.3, Travis Etienne, Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddell, 1.6, Javonta Williams, Michael Carter, Justin Fields, my boy Amon Ross St. Brown at the 110. No one take him, please. Then Trey Sermon and Trevor Lawrence at the 112. But I mean, I, I kind of feel like, kind of like you said, the top four, it's kind of locked and loaded. Just kind of take your pick with whoever you think is going to be the best guy, you know, especially those top three. It's just, you know, pick the guy that you think is going to be pop the best. Mm-hmm. But well, all right, Dayton. So, how, how do you feel after doing a little makalaka ding dong with us? Makalaka ding dong's feeling pretty good. <laughs> I did have to get off the toilet because my back was hurting. So, after I flushed it out, I switched. I mute myself. But uh, so, if you ever draft, don't do it on a toilet. It is not comfortable. And that was not pad on. as long as a true draft. So, uh, don't. That's my. That's my. <laughs> Don't draft on a toilet. Don't draft on a toilet. Ladies and gents, that is words of wisdom from the two and a half time champion of our league. <laughs> yes, but, two and a half. And I also have been second place three times as well. That's true. I've been up there, see, but uh, second place is the worst. Yeah, th- those scars always burn real, real deeply. <laughs> but Dayton, amigo, thank you for hopping on tonight as you know. Taylor's living La Vida, Mexico, probably sipping on mojitos, getting more sunburned by the moment. Mm, the Reeves, people. A large freckle is called the Reeves. We're going to write it down. Refer We're going to put it, it in lore. Quote it. <laughs> don't become it. Don't become it. Whatever you do, don't become that. Well, uh, Dayton, do you have any last words of you know wisdom as a champion, which is something that I unfortunately cannot say about myself just yet. Do you have any last things? We have one, just not in... A truly competitively. I know. Uh, we won't talk about it. <laughs> nope. I don't want to give my secrets out because a lot of it's luck. But uh, <laughs> don't, uh, don't value quarterbacks too much. That, that, that's a smart man right there. But, well, alrighty, misfit people. <clears throat> Thank you for listening in. If you're part of the Dynasty League, do mock drafts regularly. They help you value people and kind of see how they move up and down. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us, you know, at our email. We know we've mentioned it before. Our Twitter is at Misfit underscore FF. If you have any questions, send them our direction. Who knows? I might let Dayton, you know, give you a, a random take about how Lamar Jackson's the best quarterback ever. Whatever, man. He speaks for himself. He, he does. I'm going say nothing. Watch oh. him run. Watch him run. Just don't watch him pass, right? Because he's too busy running. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening in wherever you listen to us. Give us all the shiny stars. Give us a cool review and we'll catch you next time. Adios people. Deuces.